Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Small Ball Podcast, brought to you by Super Saver Liquor and Wine. Go see my guy Mike and his crew over at Super Saver. I promise they're going to take care of you. They'll get you anything that you need. I'm Charlie Rogers. I'm here with Chancey Rogers, owner, operator of Bull Baseball Club. We've got a great show in store for you tonight as we move on from the high school ranks. We talked about last week a good bit. We're going to talk tonight about the college ranks. We've got a couple D1 guys uh, USM Golden Eagles for you to talk to tonight and a young guy starting his career at Colin Community College as well. We're going to dig into how they're getting ready to start their season, talk about last season, um, things that they worked on in the offseason and all that good stuff. So we've got a great store show in store for you tonight, but we'll start off. Chancey, how's it going, man? Man, Charlie, it's another week and, and right in, you know, the start of baseball season. And, uh, we had a little, uh, warm up tournament with a youth, um, there in Columbia and, um, you know, back grinding, just, just got off the field. I mean, I coming in on two wheels, uh, from lessons and, um, and, you know, it's just that time of year. Everybody's excited. Uh, it don't matter about the weather, you know, it's been, it was cold yesterday and, uh, was out there. I had, uh, six, uh, in little infielders, you know, seven, eight year olds, plus a five year old, <laughs> two, five year olds actually, um, you know, out there getting after it with the cold wind and everything, but excited about baseball for sure. When we talk about you doing lessons and, and coaches, just coaches in general, youth coaches, you've got, like you said, you're doing an infield class and you've got five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. What are you going over with kids that age? Um, not only as an infielder, I know that's your specialty, but just in general with baseball, what are some of the things that you're going over with a five-year-old and a six-year-old? Um, you know, a lot of it's just like how their body works, how their feet move. You know, a lot of them just kind of do what they want to do in a sense or what they're, uh, you know, when they learn to catch and some of them still can't catch. I mean, that, that young, you know, but, uh, when they're out throwing with their dad, you know, their dad's just looking at, Hey, make a good throw to me, you know, and I'm, I'm not worried about that. Cause I know the good throw is going to come. It's going to come a lot easier if they understand what their feet are doing. And, um, you know, I've done infill lessons with Jackson. So uh, you, you've seen what I've done with, you know, trying to get his feet to work right. Well, I try to get a five and six year old and imagine it is very hard for them to understand big time. Uh, I have mm -hmm. some that really struggle with it. I have some that just do it really naturally. Um, you know, Nolan's one of them. That's just like, uh, I, he don't, he don't know what he's doing. He just does it. And so, mm -hmm. uh, and there's a few more that were out there that just done it there's a little lefty and it's like, I'm saying the opposite for him. He's got to, you know, move his left foot instead of his right foot. And, you know, he does get very confusing, but a lot of times if you give them a goal, like, all right, you're going to shuffle from this pipe to that pipe and you're not going to throw until you get over the pipes mm -hmm. and, and, and then, then make a good throw in a sense. So you're adding something to what they would do every day at their practice or throwing in their backyard with their dad. So it is very difficult, but, Got to have a little bit of patience and and be stubborn. I had a mom just tell me she was like, she just handed me cash. She's like, you know, you got patience with Job, and I'm like, well, I'm also stubborn like him too. You know, I'm not going to give up on him. I'm just going to keep on until he gets it. You know, and so just kind of how yeah. I do it. You know, we we talk about kind of the cool element of this show is we've got a we got a baseball instructor, and then we've got just a dad, and that, you know, as me as just a dad, my kid that is didn't come natural. You've done with you've done lessons with my son Jackson for years and that kind of stuff did not come naturally and it was really just this kind of fall and spring where 
he kind of figured it out. And it's one of those things where you kind of had to make him do it before he realized he could do it. And so for those kids that it doesn't come naturally to, it's like you got to have that breakthrough, I think it seems like, to uh, to be able to. But once once they figure it out, they figure it out. Right. And then, and then, then it starts turning into reps. You know, you just mm-hmm. – it's over and over, something they do every day. And, you know, some of the guys that would be on tonight, they could talk about that too. Uh, you know, when you do something every day, it's just becomes second nature. But when it's something is different, it's going to feel uncomfortable. So, you know, learning how to be comfortable, uncomfortable is like that's the kicker. That's the that's the trick. But it's not easy, you know. So right, right. Okay. So we talk about youth baseball starting up. Our our team played this weekend, um, but I think teams around the state are starting to uh, kind of starting to get kicked up. I know there's a big tournament coming up in Pearl in a couple of weeks. We'll be there. Um, you know, must have Mark Paul tournament. He'll be there. And so I know a lot of people are excited about that one. Um, you said you had some scores from yeah, the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Drew Robbins, one of our coaches, he, he's also assistant coach over at McGee High, and he uh, does a lot for our program. But he, he does a fundraiser uh, tournament to kind of kick things off and did it over in Columbia. It was a great little tournament. Uh, had 8U, 11U, and 12U. Um, and I, I didn't see any, any other uh, tournament companies play yet. Uh, that kind of in our circle, but we're as we do the show, I'm gonna try to get more and more and spread out throughout the state, especially with me up here. Kind of learn that so everybody know some of the northern teams too. But, um, some of the results for that little fundraiser tournament, um, the 8U winner was Team Elite, uh, runner up was uh, Mississippi Bulls Robbins, uh, 11U winner was Dirt Dobbers, runner up was Mississippi Bulls May, and 12U winner was uh, Mississippi Bulls Robbins. And uh, Mississippi Bulls born. They battled each other there in the championship. I, I stayed for it. It was it was a good one, uh, which we were – our 11U played in that 12U uh, deal. And, you know, uh, several – on both teams, they've got some mature boys. So there were some bombs hit um, in between those few games. Uh, it was a lot of fun to see. A lot of fun to see some of these boys grow up and be able to there do There were, it. yeah. There were a lot of big – like majestic bombs. Those fields are a little smaller, but still there were some the nice hits. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you got to see, and I wanted to get your, your kind of perspective on this. I know you posted it on Facebook and that kind of thing, but the young man that, I mean, beat us, uh, broke our kids' hearts uh, Saturday, <laughs> hit a walk-off bomb yeah. against us on 12U um, Robbins team. Yeah. And that's a kid that you've done lessons with for quite a while. So what's it like? That was his first home run. What's it like? to see that, just kind of try to put that into words. He was one of them kids, man, and he – you know, it's it's coming out, and it, it, it looks like he doesn't struggle with anything. I mean, a couple of years, man, we would do all kind of pipe drills, get our body moving. Um you know, he was just not very quick to the ball, all the stuff that, um, you know, he struggled with. Uh, during the lessons, we'll find out he's diabetic. Um, you know, he, he, so he had – that was a challenge he had, had to overcome. But I'm talking about this kid is stone cold, you know, like mentally. And I love him for that. And it just – you know, to see it physically happen, him we hit a walk-off bomb and he's like, what's up? You know, and uh, – that was beautiful, but uh, yeah, it's Peyton Hogan, and he's a pedal kid. And man, uh, that was that. You know, 
course, I'm coaching a team that he does it to, but my brain works way differently. You know, when I saw it happen, I said, oh, my, he got it. You know, and that, that's such a big deal for him. That's going to carry him, you know, going to play for pedal or going to try out for the junior high team. You know, it's going to carry some confidence, uh, uh, you know, with him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you were, if you go back and watch the video, I think you ran out to about the shortstop position out there to, uh, to congratulate him. And, and yeah, so I know that was, that was a super exciting for him. And again, it was, it was kind of a heartbreaker for our guys, but it's also something for them to look at like, Hey, this is something that you'll be doing too. You're going to break somebody's heart as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to happen. So when we talk about youth, these tournaments getting started up, what are, what are these youth coaches looking for in these first couple of tournaments? You know, you and and I know you know a lot of other youth coaches, but what are you doing? What are you looking for in the first couple as the spring gets started up? Yeah, well, um, as far as me goes, and of course, you know, every coach is different. Every coach is looking, you know, they've got different goals. they got different things. But, you know, with, with this new team I'm coaching, I, you know, I'm looking I'm looking for what, you know, where – what can kids do what, what differently – than what we've been seeing on the practice field. You know, how do they turn it on? Where's, where's that gamer come out in them? Um, you know, at, at what moments? What, what moments they do the opposite? So, you know, I can help them with it. Um, you know, that, that's what I'm looking for. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of practice kids out there, and, there's you know, they've got to turn into game kids if they want to be successful. You know, uh, BP, BP bombs don't work, you know, um, and these days. So, you got to, you know, I, that's what I'm looking for. Team-wise, you know, I'll make sure that they're 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 relaxed and and you know, learning to have fun on these weekends and just putting putting to use what they've learned over the past few weeks and months and and you know, playing baseball. You know, this is their time to play baseball. They none of these kids play school ball yet. So this is their time to play baseball. This is their World Series. You know, we, we poke fun at all the World Series and stuff, but this is their World Series, you know. And so um, this is their season. And um, I want them to learn that, that their season isn't over after one tournament. You know, we've got multiple tournaments, even though there's a winner at the end of the weekend. And that, that part I don't like. I, I do wish we played like five tournaments where there's no winner and then you played a playoff or something. Um, you know, and there's some out there like that around the uh, nation, but we don't. We we very much like to po- make our post, and which you know I, I make them, but it's just yeah. what we feed off of, you know. Yeah, that's the kids. It's you know, like you said, this is their season. They don't play school ball. They don't do all that, and so it would be awfully hard to convince them to play five tournaments and, and not have a winner. That would be uh, that would be a challenge for them, but. Yeah, it was fun. It's a lot of fun. And I know getting started up, that's kind of what, you know, it's not necessarily about winning and losing those tournaments, but um, more kind of figuring out what you've got on the team. All right, so we're going to start this new segment. This will be the last thing we do before we bring on our guys. But I noticed this weekend, and I've noticed in the past, there are a lot of times where things happen and rules happen and uh, parents don't understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And so they – it's not that it's not a bad thing. They don't understand it. There are just very, some very intricate rules in the game of baseball that people just don't know. I mean, there are coaches who don't know it. There are umpires who don't know it, honestly. 
Um, a lot of them think so, they do. A lot of them think they yes. do, you know. <laughs> yes, they do. And so I kind of want to do this kind of rule of the week every week, just a kind of an obscure rule. And if you guys want to give me suggestions on this every week, I'll be glad to, to add those. Um, but one of the things that came up this week was you got a batter, you got a runner on second base. He could be on first base too, but it got a runner on second base. One, it's either zero or one strike. Right. It, this doesn't happen with two strikes, but zero or one strike ball is foul well, tip. It, it can happen with two strikes. Two. OK. OK. So it, it just the batter's out. Yeah. I know okay, what you're right. getting to. I, I know the question before or the, the rule. before yes, you state, it. state the rule and I'll. And I'll, and I'll yeah. So ball is foul tipped into the glove. Catcher catches it. Runner steals. That runner doesn't have to go back. The ball's not dead. Why is the ball live on that? Now, if it's a foul ball, the ball's dead. But if right. the catcher catches it, he's not. Yeah. So, so if, if it's foul tip back in the glove, it's just like if he swung and missed it. It's just a straight live ball. So that's why I said it doesn't matter if it's two outs or not. I mean, uh, right. two strikes or not, because batter could strike out, and I mean it happens all the time. Strike him out, throw him out in that sense. But yes, it's a lie. It is a live ball. It doesn't it doesn't stop anything. Um, you know, and for that is is mainly that reason. So, so if you know. It, it doesn't affect the catcher throwing out a guy. It just mm-hmm. it just tipped it as it went in, and so you know I, I guess we should pull the exact rule up. But that's that's yeah. and, and see with me as a coach, you know I forget parents don't know stuff like that. So just like our parents, we we was like he found it, he found it off. Like no, it's live, it's live. So it's not, it doesn't even count as a foul ball. It doesn't matter yeah. if the catcher caught it. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people know that a, a tip third strike caught by the catcher isn't out, but I think a lot of people it's don't the same know. thing. It's the same yeah. thing. It, it is pretty much like he never tipped it, is the way you go yeah. at it. So it's just like the catcher catches it. Yep. So that's our new that's our segment. We're going to clear up a lot of rules this season, and uh, Chancey's going to give us his expert take on those things. And we can, we can pull up the rule book too if we need to. But if anybody wants to sponsor that segment, I'd be glad to uh, to let you sponsor the rule of the week. Uh, just let us know on that. But let's get to the part that everybody's watching for tonight. We got a couple of guys, and I'm gonna bring them. We're gonna bring them on together, and because uh, they got a lot of things to talk about together. So we've got. I'll bring them on now. We've got Graham Crawford, USM catcher, senior, and we've got uh, Carson Pato, a junior outfielder for USM Golden Eagles as well. Uh, what's up, guys? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? And we're doing awesome. So. I just want to kind of start off with um, Carson. You were there at USM last year. You guys have gone to back-to-back super regionals. Um, actually, hosted back-to-back super regionals, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, just talk about last season, the way it ended, and uh, and just kind of what you guys were looking at going into the off season. I mean, it's it's obviously tough, you know, losing a, a big. Big series at, at, at your field, especially you know. I mean, uh, it was a, I mean, it was a really fun season. Made it made it really far in the postseason. Obviously, we want to go further, you know. For us to not be able to take that extra step and be able to go to Omaha like like our plan is, you know, uh, it was kind of heartbreaking, you know. But for us to look back at what we did is kind of a I wouldn't say a relief, but it's it's like a it's a good thing, you know. I mean, not everybody makes it to a super regional, much less host it, you know. So for us to be able to do that, knowing what kind of guys we're bringing in, I mean, that's a that's a pretty uh, 
it's it's a good thing, you know, in a sense that we have the team we do now, you know, and we can look back and be like, okay, now we have the experience, you know. We have more guys that went in the postseason. We have more guys that went deep in the postseason multiple times, you know. So um, there are some positives, even though losing does – I mean, losing stinks. Losing sucks, you know. It's never <laughs> fun to, to lose. But, uh, I mean, there are there are some positives that come into it, you know, experience, maturity. So, um, yeah, I'd say those are some things that we looked at for sure. Graham, what were your thoughts on just kind of how the season ended for USM last year and moving into the offseason? Oh, Graham. man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a – anytime you get to host a super at your house, I mean, you, you can't complain. You can't. I mean, you, you end up looking at it and you're seven outs away from going to Omaha. Um <laughs> I mean, how many how many guys they get to say that? Honestly, there's not many, and that that's not our end goal by any means. Um, but I think that, like Pedro said, whenever you look back over the grand scheme of things and look what uh, we were able to accomplish, especially being or we 19 and and 12 at one point in the year, and then there we went and never looked back. So. We'll start. Let me start with. Um, well, who wants to go first? I'm going to ask you about your kind of your path. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You wanna, okay. All right. Yeah, Let's man. start with Carson. Uh, Carson Pato, your junior at USM now, came from Van Cleve High School. Um, just tell me a little bit, tell everybody a little bit that may not know you about your path kind of from Van Cleve up to USM and into your going into uh, this season there for the Eagles. Um, so I grew up in Van Cleve. Um, went to Bankley schools all my life. I didn't really play a whole lot of travel ball growing up. Um, not saying travel ball is a really good thing, you know. Uh, my parents didn't really know a whole lot about the whole travel ball deal and playing for, I call it showcase teams, going to play in front of us college scouts and stuff. I wasn't very knowledgeable, neither was my parents, you know. Um, started my, I started playing varsity my junior year. And then played in state games. You know, Mississippi has a state games tournament. Mm-hmm. Played in state games, got some recruitment out of that. Was committed to Pearl River Community College my senior year of high school. And actually was about to sign. And I committed the day before signing day to Southern Miss. Um, got to Southern Miss, you know, had a – it was a tough freshman year. I got registered. There was a lot of – mental mental issues going on uh i couldn't really deal with pressure and slumps and failure and stuff hadn't quite figured that out because in high school it's a little bit easier you know Uh, when you get to college and you're playing playing a lot more studs it's a little bit sometimes it's intimidating it shouldn't be but for me it was i couldn't quite handle it um got red shirted came back sophomore year um kind of got my opportunity and uh Good Lord took care of the rest, you know, and now we're here. And this offseason, you know, I just kind of uh, made some minor swing adjustments. And really, I, I, I'm a firm believer you always got to gotta work on the mind, you know. It, I mean, big leaguers to this day work on the mind, and they, they're literally playing at the highest level of baseball. So I, I believe that mental – where you are you're in your head is more important than any physical attributes you have because there's been guys that have been – I mean, much smaller than me. I mean, I'm a I'm a pretty big size guy, you know. I mean, there's been guys that have been much smaller than me that have simply outplayed me or had way better 
have performed better than me, you know, and that's simply due to them high. I mean, made, made some mental um, improvements this fall, a few swing adjustments, and uh, here we are, a few days away from season. I'm pumped. I'm excited. Dr. Rogers is going to love him talking about that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's a yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a she's a Peyto fan uh, for that reason too. We we've talked a lot about it, and uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I'll add to that. Um, yeah. You know, so uh, I I met Carson. I think he was in ninth grade. Uh, mm-hmm. He's playing football. A buddy of mine, Dave Chatham, was offensive coordinator over there, and they was kind of prepping Carson to be their next quarterback. You know, and uh, like he said, he didn't play a whole lot of baseball, and in ninth grade, he wasn't real good. <laughs> he wouldn't. And, um, I mean, you know, you, he kind of looked like a wreck ball kid, but with a good little body on him, you know, swung left-handed and, um, you know, just had some working to do. And, and, and he is a rare kind of, you know, this day, the kids don't do that anymore. And, and, um, but I will say this, uh, during his high school years, who was your head coach? Um, I had Daniel Best, the, my sophomore year and then justin edwards junior and senior year yeah yeah so uh best played at southern miss uh i know him as well um and great uh, he went to end up going to brandon and won won the state championship there i think too um but um you know he had good good high school coaching uh good prepping for for you know high school baseball there's no doubt and like like you said um you know getting to college it becomes probably where um you know if he did do some showcase stuff which nobody knew who he was because he didn't but he yeah when he was a junior i got to see him again and it's like overnight he become a grown man so yes he is a large human um you know if he would have went to these showcase tournaments you know they would want to they would want him to face the best of the best you got power against power type guy and um and so it's kind of cool to see him you know work through this as a division one college baseball player and, and, you know, me knowing him and watching him when he was not very good. It's been pretty cool to see. Yeah. yeah. He said he turned into a big kid chance. Uh, USM's got him listed at six, three, two, fourteen. Is that pretty accurate? Carson? Yeah. They always cut our weights a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at Graham. Graham's the, nah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sitting like 220 and uh, on my heavy days, I'm like 225. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's thick. He's Heavy thick. Day. He's six three. I, I give that, but yeah, he's thick. He's not skinny boy. <laughs> I love talking about the mental aspect of the game, and you talked about that being a big part of your journey. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that once you get you start playing Division One baseball, everybody on your team was most likely the best player on their high school team, right? And so. That's tough. I see Graham shaking his head too. I mean, that's that's a challenge. And so I really kind of want to hear from both of you guys because I know Graham, your journey's been a little different, and and we'll get to your journey in a minute. But I want to talk about a little bit like how you, um, how that hits you, like when you realize that, and then how you kind of cope with that. Yeah. So I'm not a very, uh, I don't you said how it hits me. I don't really I'm not a very profitable guy. So whenever I got to Southern Miss, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm not the, I'm not the best player anymore. You know, I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm pumped to be here. I'm with a bunch of good baseball players, you know? So it, it's kind of your level of maturity kind of dictates how you react to it in a sense of how it hits you, you know, because 
I mean, I never once looked at it, like I said, as, oh, I'm not the best because typically if you think like that, well, there's – there's you're not going to be very successful at Division One level, you know. But mm-hmm. I, this is easier said than done, but one thing you just got to do is, I mean, simplify the game. That's all it is. I mean, I've said it multiple times. We're just playing a kid's game just we're in college. I mean, I've played this game ever since I was four years old, and I didn't have swing problems until I got to – College, you know, I mean, that's just that's just because I think about it more because you just it, it's almost like the more, you know, it, it kind of hurts you because you kind of know how the swing works more and then you have start having swing problems and you try to fix those little swing problems. Um, you just got to block out all the noise, you know, you just got to simplify it because the the least you think, the the less you think about it, the more successful you are, in my opinion. That's how that's what works for me. I mean, when I'm sitting in the box, I'm not thinking about my hands, I'm not thinking about my loading separation and stuff like that. I'm just thinking about competing. If you can be quite frank, last year I had a pretty down year and we're at Auburn and my coach told me, he said, how's your swing feel? I said, coach, to be completely honest with you, I said, my swing feels like crap. It's felt like crap all season. I said, I'm just going to go out there and compete. That's the only thing I can do. And I played better in the Auburn Regional against better teams than I did all year against lesser teams, you know. All it is is simplifying the game. You know, you can't overthink anything in baseball, especially the older you get, the faster the game gets. And if you're if you're speeding your mind up, that game's just going to get even faster and it's going to be even harder. So, yeah. So, Graham, you went – your journey was a little bit different. You went uh, Summerall High School over to Alabama. Yes, sir. Played at Alabama for a little <laughs> bit, then Pearl River Community College, and now to USM. Pearl River Talk first. about – I went to Pearl River the, first. Oh, you pro- okay, my sorry, freshman sorry, year yes. COVID. Played gotcha. two years at Pearl River, uh, one year at Alabama, came back to Southern last year, and this is my fifth year. Gotcha. Okay. And yes, so tell me kind of the same question I asked Carson. Like, tell me a little bit about when that hits you that, hey, I'm not the best player here, and then how you cope with that. I mean, that's every level you go up, there's going to be more talent. Um, but talent doesn't win baseball games by no means that talent doesn't make any one player better than anybody else. Cause you can like chance you was talking about earlier, you know, you can hit balls 550 feet in BP and you can throw it 106, but whenever they say play ball, you got to get 27 outs and then it becomes a, a, like a competition. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter practice. It matters what happens in the game. Um, and realizing being able to slow the game down, that's that's the biggest thing in all of baseball. You watch big leaguers play, they never look sped up. They never look rushed. They never look frantic. Um, and that's what I know we are all trying to do every every day we go out there and play. There's a picture. Of, we, we put up a picture a few minutes ago of Carson in high school and Van Cleve. Here is uh, – Here's Graham at Summerall. That and, is that Braden Luke? No, I thought that was Braden Luke behind me. That'd been great. <laughs> Who are y'all playing there? What's what's M? West Lauderdale. Is that West Lauderdale? It's not an M. That is West Lauderdale. That's a K. That's the Knights. And that is them. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I have uh, I have like uh, horror, uh, you know, nightmares of West Lauderdale too. I mean, even back in the early two thousand, when Buckner was there, West Lauderdale <laughs> was. I mean that. That was the one to go to every year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach Butner's been there for 
75 years, possibly. <laughs> He's got a few kids and grandkids come through there, too. They, they keep the, the, the legend says. When you pull up to West Lauderdale and their entire fence is full of state championship signs, like there's no room for another one. <laughs> Bay, that Bay, just means they can't win anymore, Bay, right? Bay. They got a ball. <laughs> How do you win that? Yeah, and he'll start yodeling. <laughs> that's what they do. That's what Bogner do. Y'all, y'all going to yeah, get our podcast cool. kicked off the air here. No, that's what the they, West Lauderdale. The West Lauderdale folks are going to ride. Oh no, no, they the they love us and respect. They us. know. Yeah, I we I mean, the four years I was at Green County, we had to go through them three times, and, mm, wow. and they, they beat them. They beat them once out of the four in playoffs. Yeah, and they, a different era, a different school, but pretty much, you know, what we talked about real. the Green County era, then the Summerall era of dominating that you know size school. Back then, it was three A. That's 4A, but it's kind of cool that West Lauderdale stayed in there. <laughs> they're still, they're still the there. Time. They're still there, <laughs> they're still bro. There. Yes, they're still yeah. there. So, so, so I, I don't want to get off on a West Lauderdale tangent, but what do you? Why is that, Chancey? Like, why do you? Why do you think they're uh, they've stayed so good for so long? So West Lauderdale well, is is very similar to um, to Summerall in a sense of Collinsville, where it is. It's a small mm-hmm. town, and that's what the town grew because of baseball. And so, so did Summerall, in my opinion, when coach Knight came over and, and it become a baseball Mecca of our area, even though it was a small school, you got a lot of baseball players saying, Hey, when I grew up in the neighborhood, you got to be good at baseball. You got to be good at baseball. You got to be good at baseball. And it just, it's just, to me, it's keeping up with the Joneses. You know, I mean, uh, the kid next to you, you're competing with all your life, you know? So, I think that's one reason. That's just what I see. So, guys, what was it like? Because both of you are Mississippi guys, right? Um, Graham, you went out of state for a little bit but came back. What's it like to put on that Golden Eagle uniform and play for your your home state? Is that a different feeling for you, Graham, that you've had, that you maybe had in Alabama? And then, Carson, I mean, what is that like for it's, you? It's like putting, Coach Oz says it better than anybody. When you put on uh, when you put on the pinstripes on a Friday night, it's like put on a Superman cape. And you go out there and you have Pete Taylor magic behind you. Like, it's it's a feeling that that's special. There's there's not, not any place that I've been or seen that can – repeat what what can happen at, at pete taylor and, and late in the game when everybody's on their feet and getting loud and crazy things can happen whenever everybody's going in the same direction yeah i agree i mean in my opinion pete taylor magic's a legit thing like i believe in it like the fans just make it happen you know real um, i'd say the coolest part for me like being being like in mississippi with southern miss you know i mean growing up in high school i mean to be quite honest i don't really think about college baseball until my junior year when I started playing. But, I mean, I always knew Southern Miss was a legit school, you know. So, to actually go to a school so close that, I mean, pretty much my whole family went to. And then a lot of people in, in Bankley went to and a lot of people on the coast went to, to to go play for, you know, their alumni. And now my school is pretty, pretty neat, you know. And to have people so close to – like back home's only an hour and twenty five minutes, so to have people so close is super cool because they always come up and, I mean, they're always in my ear about how they're excited and how they're happy to watch us and how they enjoy watching us. You know, so I'm I'm super I'm super I'm blessed. You know, it's it's awesome. It's amazing. There are there are those pinstripes. That's uh, yeah. that's Peto there in the uh, in the pinstripes, and I think that was 
I think that was after a home run against LSU. Yeah, against Blake I'm, Money. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, against Blake Money. I remember that one. <laughs> so how did that feel? It looks like it looks in this picture like it felt Blake pretty Blake. good. <laughs> yeah, it felt good. I see uh earlier in, in a different segment, y'all were talking about uh that boy at that homer and he was just like, Oh, whatever, you know. Uh sometimes when I hit a anything, I'll get a single and I can't control it, I'll just freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so some some hits mean more than others, right? Oh yes, sir, for sure. Yeah, I was going nuts on that one. That, one, that was a cool one. <laughs> and then I've got a pic. I'm just putting up pictures now. I've got a picture here of uh, that's Graham and and I guess some of his buddies, all Americans, you call all Americans there um, from that time at State at State Parker in there. So yeah, he, yeah State Parker on the right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's that in Here the middle, those. Graham? That's uh says Landon Gartman. Is that right, Graham? I don't know if he's hearing us. No, doesn't sound like it. No, he's not I can't see it. Oh, you can't, you can't see, see it? it? No, I've made it about as big as I can as it'll let me. I, I think it's uh it says Probably Graham on the left. If I could Landon I on the right. Can yeah. you see it, Carson? Gartman. That's Landon Gartman. Yeah, it says Landon Gartman here, sir. That's Gartman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Landon Gartman. Landon Gartman. So was, he's the he pitched at Memphis. He was um, the Mac Jack, the junior college pitcher of the year. He's good. It's Landon Gartman. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay. And uh, he Landon went to Memphis Gartman. and then Mississippi State. Okay. Know, he's still playing. I'm not sure. So he went to Mississippi State. So I let Carson kind of talk about his journey, and, and then I rolled through yours. But tell us, you know, kind of yeah. what all went into you getting from Summerall High School all the way back around to USM. I think Graham's on a little bit of a delay, but he'll get us in a second. It's definitely a, a big circle to get back to the same place you started. Um, I've definitely been a, a Southern fan for as long as I can remember. Um, I'm here. Like, I grew up watching Southern Miss – we had somebody walk in. Um, but grew up watching Southern Miss. I remember going to the games back when Matt Warner was there, when Dozier was there throughout those years. And even then, seeing the magic happen. Um, and I knew it was a place that I always dreamed of playing. So I went to Summerall. That was the goal of mine, honestly, was to go to Southern Miss out of high school. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, but I'm grateful it happened. I there, there's reasons for it. Um, God didn't want me to go there right then. So I ended up going to Pearl River, and then my freshman year was COVID. So you think we only got eight games in. Um, then the second year was the only year I actually got to play there. Um, love Poplarville like no other. That place has a, has a special place in my heart for sure. Ended up going to Alabama. Um, Tuscaloosa was awesome. Do not get me wrong. Loved it there, but it, it, was, it wasn't home. It's not Hattiesburg. It's not Southern Miss. Um, and then whenever we came and played Southern Miss on a Tuesday, it was during spring break, and it was electric. Beat us three to two. Uh, somebody had a walk-off hit in the eighth, I think it was, or like a go-ahead. Who hit that? Do you remember, Pedro? I don't remember that. Uh, I like know the eighth inning tied somebody. Yeah. I don't remember. Regardless, uh, got rowdy. And I told him, I'm like, look now, this play, this plays ain't no joke. Like these, you better, you better strap it on. These boys coming to play. Sure enough, and then I, I'd know I'd known at that moment like that's the place that I wanted to be. 
Um, and I, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity and, and God, God allowed me to be here and be a part of this great group of guys. That's great, man. That's a great story and ended up right back here at home. Before I get into kind of moving on to the next season or to this upcoming season, Chancey, is there there anything you want to talk to these guys about? Yeah, so, well, I'll just kind of lead way into the prep. That's kind of been our our theme uh, on these podcasts is, is talking to everybody that prepares for a season. I'm a big preparation guy. Uh, I, I was texting a dad today um, that's, you know, uh, his son's got to face one of the top pitchers in the area. You know, and and you know, I'm not I'm not at the high school field with him, and I'm like, look, dude, make sure he's prepping for, you know, 88 whatever he's facing. Um, and uh, so I like always like to know, like, you know, uh, what different, you know, that that's just prepping for a game. I'm talking about prepping for a whole season. What's some of the stuff that you guys have been doing? I know there's been some scrimmages. Uh, I think Peto took uh, Maza deep the other day. Um, uh, I heard, uh, but you know. Besides scrimmaging, of course, that we know that's needed, but maybe even talk about how important those scrimmages are to prepare you for opening weekend. Uh, what's some of the stuff y'all do? Um, I mean, definitely we're in the weight room a whole lot preparing our bodies. You know, that's that's one big thing that oftentimes gets overlooked, especially for kids at such a young age, mostly because they can't lift as a lot if they're super young. But a lot, I know in high school, I didn't take weightlifting super serious as I – Started playing in varsity, I did. But freshman, sophomore year, I didn't know anything about fitness. I didn't care either. Um, but definitely taking care of our bodies. I mean, I'm not saying we're sitting here eating steaks and salads and not going to fast food because that's just not what happens. I mean, we definitely eat bad sometimes, but it's in moderation for sure. Um, I'd also say, I mean, I'm prepare the mind. I mean, you got to prepare the mind for a long season. Um our coaches always say, like, you're going to go through over 20 slumps sometimes, you know. So you definitely have to be mature in that aspect and understand that that's going to happen. And, I mean, it's you're going to get out of it. You just have to tell yourself, hey, trust the process. You can't necessarily um, harp on the failures. And obviously, I mean, we hit BP and work on our swings and stuff. But, um, I mean, Graham's always over there doing a bunch of stuff. He's a catcher. They do more than anybody. So, uh, <laughs> Graham, what, what do y'all do over there in the catching world and all the other stuff? I never see Graham at practice. He's always doing catching drills. I'm telling you, they're always yeah. catching. Needless, catchers. We've we've been getting after it. We don't get to hit as much as uh, everybody else does because we got to catch the pitchers, of course. Um, but as far as I'm gonna take a little different route. Um, as far as things that, that has really helped in the last couple months since the offseason. So I had surgery, so my offseason was technically a little bit longer than everybody else's. Um, I started back, I was able to hit in the middle of, I think, 1st of December. Right when we kind of ended up uh, going back home over the break was when I was able to start throwing and hitting again. So one thing that I wanted to do is be able to speed the game up. I wanted practice to be as way faster than any game would be um catching balls off the machine at super short distances um hitting foam balls at super short distances that is that is really spinning um and i'm trying to fight to the top trying to make the game the easy part train harder than the game is that way whenever it becomes game time you just play because at the end of the day way Pato said like 
it's just a kid's game. It's literally the same game as you going to play wiffle ball with your buddies. It's the same game. Nothing changes. It's just more people and the ball's harder and if you mess up, people yell at you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. With me and you, we have conversations and just kind of give you a little bit about uh, about Graham, man. You know, I met Graham um, after he's done graduate. I knew who he was. Uh, of course, he's there at Billy's now. Uh, him and Billy Garrity, they were like the guys, you know, uh, at somewhere. I'm sitting here watching Billy swing a bat in front of me. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and here's the deal. They're freaks about it. You know, they're, uh, as a coach, I didn't get to coach any of them, but I've been around them enough there for me, and I'm sure you're going to ask Coach Knight and Coach Andy and, and uh, Coach Cooley over there, you know, they're they're the guys you love to coach because they, they're ate up with – that's what they do. And, um, you know, Billy helps us a, a lot. Graham helps me a lot. Him and Carson has done several camps, and Graham used to do some DAP stuff for me. You know, just – they bring the baseball energy of, like, uh, the, the consistency of just love for it. So, like, what he's talking about, that's probably the 27th thing that he's – uh, you know, done to prepare for a season, you know, just because he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm, that's got to be better. You know, he's, I, you can't help but love that and because he's willing to do anything to get better each day. And um, and that's what we want with these youth, you know. And and you hear Carson talk about catchers. You don't ever see them. Charlie, you see how – why I am the way I am about the catchers. You know, I, I literally yeah. take somebody today that was looking to pick up a catcher and I said – None of mine are ready because they haven't done enough. Uh, bottom line, yeah, we don't. I don't see catchers doing enough, and because uh, they have to. I just know they have to. We had JD Harvey on here. He was the last one I've seen that has done enough, and I promise you, as soon as he gets legally uh, able to talk about, uh, uh, there's going to be the same colors as the boys are wearing talking about him, and the same colors that Miss Doctor Rogers talking about him. You know, because he does he does a lot of stuff. And that's that's what it takes, and that's what I love about Graham. And like I said, Billy's the same way. Just uh, man, they they do whatever it takes, however long it takes. Practice extra drills, different drills, willing to open themselves up, being vulnerable, all the stuff that you, you you hope for as a coach. So it's pretty cool to see on the outside, not even coaching. Yeah, and that's I was going to say that about you know you Chancey got on our catchers after this tournament this last weekend. We've got four. One of them's mine, and got on our catchers a little bit a lot like, hey, you guys haven't done enough to be ready. And so um, I'll get to outfield in a minute with Carson, but with Graham, what are some things that those young catchers need to be working on right now? Receiving, receiving, in my opinion, and some more receiving. I think blocking – is very you you don't to move, say that? Hit you in the chest. No. <laughs> I'm okay. Not, I'm that's telling a, you that's if I give catching lessons and that's the first thing I tell them. Like if you just put your glove down, it's gonna hit you. And you, you just pick it up. Like that's the easy part. Yeah. That's the really easy part. Yeah. No, the hard it, part's it, managing the game. The, the and reason dudes that'll throw I mean you're, you're on a little bit of delay, so it's messing us up. But now the reason Charlie's saying that is just, you know, um, you know, I, I we, we have an 11 year old team now, you know, but my expectations are a little bit high, but I want them to understand that that's so important. So like, you know, we do work on it, but of course one day a week is not going to do it, you know? And, and, and so I tell them, you know, we've got that machine up there. Just go no. and receive, go and receive. No. 
Yeah, that's that's what that's what Chancey was. I bet you I catch. We're gonna work on receiving. I bet you I catch two hundred and fifty balls a day off that machine before I start catching pitchers, and that's all our. We have five guys. All of us do it, and then we go catch pitchers for two hours every day. Every flat ground they throw, every bullpen they throw, we catch it. This segment's going to get cut just so I can My cutting out. be able to share it out. No, no, I said this segment's going to get cut. Like, I'm going to use it just as a clip, so just to show them just, uh, how much you catch a day. Oh. So they can understand that that's how much it, it, it happens. When when Culberson gets on here, uh, oh, yeah. Pep Catch Academy, he's going to talk about it. He, he changed his whole uh, – like, when he started training youth, he quit teaching them everything and just started teaching them receiving. And he said, until you can receive – Good enough, we'll move on. You know, you got to like receiving. If not, you're never going to catch. Yeah, there's an art to it, you know, that I've even noticed. You know, we've had Donovan Shouse on the show. If you want to teach them an art to it, when he shows all day, they'll learn to throw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you got to catch it. It's in the name. (laughs) It's in the name. (laughs) It is in the name. That's right. So, Carson. Kind of same question for you. You're an outfielder. No, um, the, the, your position is a catcher. You got to catch it. <laughs> Carson, what uh, what can young outfielders or what do young outfielders need to be working on right now? Um, uh, just really just tracking the ball and being able to come through ground balls. Um, you know, there there's an outfield in the outfield world. You know, uh, you 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 don't want to drift to balls you want to be able to track it and see where it's going and get under it and uh you, you never want to drift with the ball because maybe the wind's going the ball's spinning weird it'll take you weird spots you need to get to where the ball's going so you can make adjustments there and uh with ground balls i mean i struggle with ground balls sometimes to this day you know i mean it doesn't get yeah it gets easier because you just get better and you kind of develop more um that you always you still have to work on it i mean we do ground balls some days we'll go on the outfield during uh, individual defense, and we'll do nothing but ground balls. You know, ground balls, fly balls, coming through it. Kind of really just the basic stuff that, I mean, I did as a kid. We're still doing it today. We don't do any crazy drills, really. That's nope. kind of just the basics. What about, what about like, um, shagging during BP? Do you, you ever get some, yes. like, live reps off of that? Uh, I'm glad you said that. We do uh, – that's kind of one thing our coaches harp on is live defense during BP. He tells us to get the pitchers the heck out of our way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. the reason I asked that, um, so we had we had Tyler Bray on here as a guest, who's a fan cleave grad, and then Colin Bray, which the, the both of my stepbrothers. But one reason, so uh, we'll talk about this more too. But on the scouting scale, when you're getting uh, you know scouted for for the MLB draft, they 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 scale you to eighty, and he had an eighty defense, uh, and he was fast. And but his speed was like right at seventy, like sixty five. Oh. He ran a six four, but his defense was eighty, which is rare. But the reason was they went and watched him uh, during like some of the he'd done eight pro workouts. When they hit BP, he was out there, and every ball they mm-hmm. like I guess measured his reaction to it was like off the charts. Is what yeah. I've heard. And he made Sports Center one time. Did you know that, Colin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made top ten one time in in uh, high A or something. He went he went through he went over the um, the bullpen and caught one. Yeah, Jeez. I told him never do that again. And tell your coach <laughs> don't put you in right field, play center. You That's run right. out of room in right field. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> say live defense is a big thing. 
uh, during BP and stuff, just kind of running out the balls. I, I mean, honestly, I'm a big fan of running after every ball because you never know if you can't get it if you don't try, you know. So might as well run after it in defense, so you know, in a game, you know. So you guys getting ready to start up the season. You start this weekend uh, with Marist. What do you do? So the college season is a lot longer and a little and a lot more intense than the high school season. What do you guys do to prepare kind of for that grind? How do you get ready to just grind it out for so long? Because hopefully, I mean, you guys have gone have made it to super regionals the last two seasons. It makes for a long season. Like, how do you get ready for that? Um, I'd definitely say practice practices, inner squads, and our workouts. I mean, our workouts are very easy. Um, I'd definitely say the way we practice, we all, we also prepare our minds for it because our goal is to go deep. We don't plan to stop Dude. in mid-May. You know, we plan to play till end of June. So, uh, I mean, def- definitely just mental preparation for that and physical in the weight room. A lot of people may not know this, but the weight room is a big deal. I mean, I'm a firm believer in it. Our weight coach is legit. I mean, he is he's a beast, you know. So being able to do stuff in the fall and early spring semester to just kind of work your body hard and, and wear it down to where it best kind of gets stronger, um, that's something that kind of gets overlooked, you know. And I said this earlier, at a young age, kids can't really do that. You know, it's just it's kind of known to kind of be bad for them. That's what we've been told at least. Um, but as they get older, they kind of start to figure things out. But – Weight room is definitely a big a big deal. It helps us stay healthy and be able to um, kind of go throughout the season, you know, without getting tired. I'm I'm gonna let Graham roll after this, but I just wanted to pick up back off that because when I was on my mind, he talked about the kids not being able to to work out and stuff, and and Charlie's a dad, so he gets experience. And last few years, I've started getting these younger groups. They're not they're not lifting weights, but they're doing something. So that like we get med balls and we make them do like different lunges and stuff. So uh, you know we're not we're th- they're not going to build muscles right now. But what I'm trying to prepare mentally is like you need to do something to prepare for the season. Prepare your arm, prepare your legs, all the stuff. Exactly what you're talking about, and just pretty much like making them get used to doing it. And so when they do get in the weight room, they're rocking and rock like oh I've been doing this for since I was 11 but not really, you know, working out with weights, but we've been doing something. Graham, Graham you, you take off on that? He's delayed. I don't know if he got that. Graham, did you get that? Do what? I didn't, I didn't oh, hear okay. question. Okay. I, got, I got you. Okay, all right. Well, I, just, I was waiting. It's, I, I'm, you, I'm a little bit behind, too. Yeah, you're delayed. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I was but, saying, uh, just Carson talked about how the weight room has been a, just a big part of preparing for the season. Yeah, how oh, do you prepare massive. for the He really – he get Coach Mack knows exactly what he's doing. He's done this a time or two. Um, and right before the season, I guess we get back – three weeks ago, four, three and a half weeks ago. So for those three weeks, I mean, it's it's a grind. It is a lot more physically demanding than playing. Now, with that said, you do you play for that long, like it's it gets on you. But for sure, because of those three weeks, I think it's almost like a, like a breath of fresh air whenever you actually just start playing. Um, and then the workouts get a lot easier. And – Honestly, like I said, 
those three weeks for me being a catcher, it's 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 tough. You better you better pack a lunch. So two other kind of quick things um, to get to, and then we'll we'll let you guys go. We appreciate all your time, and we've held you guys a lot longer than we said. But two things I want to get to real quick. One is um, Coach Barry retires after last season, and Christian Ostrander is the new coach. Well, he's new in that position, but he's been around for a while. Give me you guys' take on uh, on Coach Oz. You can go first, Grammy. I'll go ahead and go. He probably delayed. Uh, you know, I've been saying this because uh, we've gotten that question, you know, a few times, a handful of times, and uh, it's my same, same response every single time. Coach Oz. Hey, I'll, you got it. You can go first. You yeah. Go. Coach, Coach Oz. Coach Oz looked up. I think he's the, he's the guy for the, for the job, without a doubt. I think everybody loves, respects. <laughs> <laughs> It's delayed. It's good. You're good. It's You're all good, good man. It's We're having delayed. fun. We're yeah. having fun. It's good. It's just a little delay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Coach 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 Oz looked up to Coach Barry in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure he developed some of his coaching styles from Coach Barry since he was with him for so long. Did my saying just kind of clip in right there? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but. Coach Oz, you know, he, <laughs> he he does have his own coaching styles, you know. Um, Coach Oz is a lot more – he definitely shows his emotions more than Coach Barry does. Not not like not like a lot more, but it's – Coach Oz is not afraid to let us know that, for example, this is one thing that fires me up personally. Um, he's like, guys, there's going to be a lot of pressure. There's going to be a lot of expectations. He's like, I'm ready for it. He's like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. He said it. I want that bullseye on my chest. I mean, golly, that fires me up. If your head coach is saying that, like, he's holding all the expectations of pressure, I mean, that 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 motivates us. And that's what he's trying to do, you know. I mean, he's trying to fire us up, but he truly does mean it. And that, that definitely means a whole lot to us to let us know that our head coach is not scared and he's just going to run through the fire with us. And that definitely, that definitely fires us up for sure. All right, Graham. Now it's your turn. Try it again. <laughs> That's still delayed, I guess. Yeah. Let's see if it gives it. We can try this. We can try this. Uh, I think it's going to be similar to the same response he had. He is – I think he's the right guy for the job. I think everybody loves, respects, and knows how good of a coach Coach Oz is. Coach Oz is a winner. Am I here? Am I good? You're good. He's been, like, doing this the whole time. You're good. Oh goodness, y'all still ain't moved. Now, now I'm about to start talking. Y'all about to start laughing right now. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I'm so behind y'all. Like it's yeah, not even funny how far delayed. It's like a it's like a six second delay. Um, but Coach Oz will take this place. Um, he's taking it in the right direction. He's the guy for the job. He we all love him. We all respect him. And the same way Pato said, like, he, he is ready. Like, he has been praying, he's been hoping, been been wanting this job. He's been wanting the pressure. He wants everybody to want to play us. 
and everybody, the whole expectation is eight 40 win seasons. You know, what, what's going to happen? The two back to back hosting super regionals. Now the coach is gone. And that, that seems like a lot of pressure. And it, it is, but it's not because we know we're about to go out there and win. We're about to put on a show. It's about to be fun. Awesome. And the last thing I've got, and I know Chancey wanted to to hit on this too, is um, I'm, I assume you guys heard that uh, today Coach Scott Berry was added um, added to an administrative role in the athletic department as an assistant uh, athletic director for community relations. So he will be around. He will have a, a, a part in the program. Uh, Peyto, we'll let you go first, and then we'll let Graham pick up on the end. Um, thoughts on that, man, having Coach Berry around still? Yeah, I mean, so – a lot of people don't know this. Coach Barry made his decision on that the day he retired. I mean, I heard he was going to take that job, but he legally was not allowed to because once you retire, I, there's some rule you got to wait for like six months or however long it is. So, uh, I mean, he's been around. I actually saw him today. I see him – if there's a – out of Monday through Friday, I probably see him three, four days a week. He's always at the field. He still works out in the USM cutoff just like he used to always do. <laughs> I mean, he's still there. Um, now it's just he, he's getting paid to be there, you know. So uh, it's I've been seeing him for months. So I'm excited. I love Coach Barry. Go ahead, Graham. Same routine. Same. Where's the same thing every time? Graham's gonna catch up with us in a second. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I see Coach Barry every day. I talk to him every day. It, it's not a surprise. He, like Southern Miss, is his home. Like he, he doesn't know what to do when he's away from from the field. Like he, he was gonna be, he's gonna be a part of it some way or another, without a doubt. That's fantastic, guys. Chancey, you got anything before we let these guys go? Man, proud of you guys. I've been, you know, I've been watching Southern Miss baseball for a long, long time, and um, you know, the last few years having having guys that I've, you know, gotten, a, uh, you know, be in the circle with a little bit and, and follow makes it that even more special. And, and just to bring it home on coach Barry, man, I've, I've known coach Barry uh, on and off the field um, for a while now. And one of the greatest people on this earth, like a, a man's man wears some cowboy boots. I saw him recruiting at PCS one time and man, he had that button up on and stuck in them jeans with them cowboy boots. So I'm like, Nobody recruits like this, you know. Um, and so, uh, man, we, we speaking of Southern Miss uh, love, old, old Jeff Ferris commented on there. Yeah. Uh, he, he loves the Southern Miss. He loves you guys. So, um, but talk to him today. He was there today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, man, I, we, we'll be following you even up here in Starkville. You know, uh, you, you're not going to like when we, you know, we play each other, but I'll be, I'll be texting you. Um, but, uh, Get after it. Go, go. Keep grinding and uh, and win some games and and uh, just just know you got a lot of young fans and we got a lot of little bulls out there that uh, you probably see the hats and stuff at the games running around, but they they follow you guys and look up to you guys. So I appreciate you guys coming on uh, for that fact. You know, a lot of them will watch this and kind of see y'all's past, what you do every day, and it's pretty cool. Well, Chancey, we didn't we didn't have a whole lot of time to get into it, and I kind of wanted to, but. Both of these guys have worked with quite a few yes. of our Bulls players, yes. quite a few, not just Bulls players, but local 
young athletes uh, around the area. And I did want to just quickly, I know I said I didn't have any more questions, but I do want to just quickly kind of get your opinion on that, what that's like to work with the young guys and girls. And, uh, you know, is that something you think you, you, you will enjoy doing going forward? Yeah. I mean, I, I love the kids. I mean, now specifically at the baseball field on Sundays, they run the bases and stuff. Like I enjoy seeing the kids now off the field. I enjoy seeing the kids too. Anytime I see a kid in public and maybe they recognize me or I recognize them from the past, I always try to go up to them and say, what's up? You know, I mean, I enjoy working with the kids. Um, now I'm, I may not be the best coach, but I can definitely teach them the basics and stuff. Just, I mean, when they're little, they don't need all these complicated things anyways, in my opinion. Um, Absolutely. But I, I, I definitely enjoy working with the kids, and I'm definitely going to keep doing it, you know, especially with my time here at Southern Miss. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to more. I think I'm actually doing another camp in, like, March maybe, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'll see, see maybe if we can get some, some bulls there maybe. Send it, sure send, send it over. Send it over. I'll share it. It's awesome. It's awesome working with kids um, because simply because like you get to like they look you can you know they look up to you and they listen. Because um, I remember being a kid, uh, what eight years ago, I was in the same boat they were. However many dads go hit with their sons, and then the son doesn't listen. The dad gets mad, but then somebody tells them the exact same thing, and they listen. You know, it's, yes. I remember doing that, and. I remember looking up to these the, the guys in college and thinking they were the they were superheroes. And in reality, you don't really change. You make the exact same jokes you did at 12 years old now. Believe it or not, it's, it's the exact. <laughs> it, it doesn't change. You just kind of get a little bit bigger. But uh, I, you do the I same thing at 38 too. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, it. I believe. Come on, it. talk to me. I believe it. <laughs> Guys, I appreciate how you guys coming on and spending so much time with us. And, uh, and this has been great, a lot of fun. And maybe we can get you on during the season sometime, just talk about how everything's going and the oh, things yeah. that you had worked on and how they played out. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We Thanks, guys. Y'all. Thank you all for having y'all. 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 Good night. Yeah. All right. So that was uh, Graham and Carson. We've got one more guest. To come tonight, uh, we'll go ahead and bring him on now. Wade, you've been sitting over there listening to his <laughs> talk. Uh, it's Wade Barr, uh, freshman at Colian Community College, right-handed pitcher, a guy that has actually played for Chansey. Wade, what's up, man? What's up? How y'all doing? I'm just glad he's not. I'm just glad he's not delayed. I know. I know that was uh, that was interesting. That's the first time we had a delay like that. I guess uh, service was bad and. I think he's out in the woods somewhere. Yeah, him and Billy Garrity. (laughs) Yeah. So, Chancey, I'll let you kind of introduce uh, Wade Barr. You know him pretty well, and you guys have spent some time together. I'll let you take over right there on that. Yeah, man. um, I I knew I wanted to put this college show together, and and I'm, you know, I've got I've got a bunch of them out there, you know, and and I'm I'm gonna try to get everybody on as we go, but I wanted to mix up, uh, you know, different. different kind of routes to college. And, and so, you know, Wade is, uh, is new, but to kind of give, give the story on Wade, I've known Wade uh, uh, since he was nine or 10, he played on 59 days and, and, you know, me and him would do lessons and, you know, Wade was this, this, this big, strong kid, but good Lord, he was slow. You know, I used to call him Wade Barr, you know, that's how he moved. I couldn't get him to go fast. And, 
And um, man, but but you couldn't ask for a better kid that just he he always competed and always, you know, even though he might not have been the fastest. And I'm, when I say fast, I'm talking about just moving in general, uh, not just running fast. And uh, you know, he would just compete, compete, compete. And, uh, and watching him through the, he played with us during the high school years too. And and watching him at uh, seminary, they had you know, uh, some coaches change and he got in that weight room, man, he got strong. He got really strong. And, um, and I knew it was coming, you know, and, and, and watching him in the summer and, and, you know, me and his mom, he probably don't even know, had some conversations and, and, you know, I told her my opinion. I was like, man, if he would just sell out and then just, and get that arm, get that velo up and, and go pitch somewhere, he's got the body to do it. And man, we, he got this opportunity. I was so pumped for him and, you know, I, I he, he don't know it because he's new, but all my college guys know that I sit here and, and my phone goes dead every day during baseball season because I got game changer on. I got, you know, they might be doing scrimmages. I'm following what they're doing. And, of course, Wade has a big following. Seminaries, that community, we talked to J.D. about it. Um, you know, they, they, he gets a lot of love from home. He's got a lot of aunties and uncles and everybody just following him. But but old coach that's, you know, seen him – seen him in his struggle years still still loving him too and and uh very very proud of him so here he is uh getting to play college baseball and um and we're gonna let him uh tell us a little bit about it i guess yeah so just tell us you know seminary uh seminary guy just tell us a little bit about that that journey from seminary to now a freshman at Colin and you know coach Chancey talked about the development we'll call it development i'm not gonna call you slow we'll call it development from uh from high school to to now your first year in uco just tell us a little bit about that yeah well you know still get called slow every day even today uh <laughs> just really i started i've always caught my whole life and if somebody told me right now to go back there and do it i'd run you know, but uh, instead of freshman, get to play varsity a little bit here and there. The season got cut short with COVID. And then really starting my sophomore year as a starting catcher. Pitched one JV inning, didn't really throw, caught every game. And then my junior year, uh, uh, Carson Evans from Taylorville came. And so we were really going to split. Well, then he got hurt. So I was the main guy catching. And then I got hurt, Tore, uh, broke my thumb. Then we had to turn to JD for him to catch, and then the only way that I could still play was I had to start pitching. I had to make like learn how to pitch, start pitching, and just that's really how I started pitching. And then started out as a closer, really just coming in when I could. And then we got in the playoffs, and I'm like, hey, we need a starter. So that's why I started pitching. Started game one state championship. I was still there. Still that little nine. Still that little nine hole, hitting a little double down the line. Uh-huh. Should have won that game, but we will talk about that. Uh, senior, going into senior year, I was – when I wasn't pitching, I was catching. So, like, I mean, I was double time. And then uh, really just had a pretty had a pretty good year on the mound. Uh, Catching-wise, pretty good. I uh, uh, really wasn't getting looks catching. And then D-Lo started jumping. I mean, I was – Hit 88 somewhere. All first time I was over 84, and then I was, that's when I realized all right, I can go college and pitch. And then I just this summer I went to the Velo Lab with uh, Bassett and Briar, really developing and learning how to pitch. 
and then getting here just really not knowing what to expect in the first week first week or two i hit me so right, you've got to learn how to pitch you got to be able to throw a breaking ball work a change up or split learn to work high and just really now i feel like i'm ready just to have a good year and compete awesome yeah uh, yeah well i i was just you know i love hearing that too just the kind of the uh conversion you know i mean i've got i've had plenty of players and and um then friends you know played with them that you know they were they were their guys at their high school with everything and then you got to kind of become like all right this is my specialty now and where like like you said that really wasn't your thing it wasn't your thing in youth baseball um but you know your body and, and the good lord and everything is you know it, it actually helped jd harvey who we had on here it helped him get some experience early on you know uh which he you know he talks very highly of you and and how you helped him through that process but you know um you having to become a pitcher and then go to a college which the transition is very hard too because uh uh carrie and there your mama you know it can't take care of you no more you know what i mean and uh and you got you got you're on your own it's uh she's it's, calling me. it's she's hard calling me every night. oh oh ain't no doubt you that that's look he's <laughs> mama's boy ain't no doubt but um but that conversion man um that uh, type, uh, you know tell us a little bit more about that like like you know when they they you get to college there's never in high school you, you don't have pitchers go over here you know everybody's a pitcher in college you know y'all separate so much how was that separation and like uh and the different things you had to do i mean it's just like i never knew how much went into pitching until i got to college like in high school it was always you throw your bullpen throw your flat ground you're ready to play this summer i started throwing fly balls learning about throwing programs and everything and we get to college we're doing mobility you got soft tissue stuff. We're working water bags, stone plows. We got a whole throwing routine before we even st- like worry about team defense. So like just learning that, and then Coach Stewart. I mean, it's whatever we need. Like you see this, he's helping. Like he's right there with you, helping you need like whatever you need. In my opinion, one of the best pitching coaches in the nation. Like really good guy. Like he's good, and then just it's, it's different, man. I mean. It's, So, what you know, you um, you said you caught some in high school and then started pitching, and just I want to know, like, I guess that you you talked about the transition and and that kind of thing, but what have you worked on um, to get to going into this season, prep for this season? Basically, what did you feel like you needed to work on to be able to pitch at this level? Just being able to command fastballs, those strikes, uh, working like this summer, big thing was trying to dunk a slider. And like, I really couldn't, like, I couldn't really work. I didn't really have a breaking ball. So just trying to find it, command strike zone, and just stuff like that. I mean, it's, I got my teammates walking here messing with me now, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> I saw you looking around. I was wondering what was going on there. So you got guys messing with you. Tell them when they get on a podcast, then uh, then y'all can talk. But right now, this is your time. 
So, so you did play a little bit uh, of bull baseball, Chancy. Who, who, or Wade? Who coached that team, that sixteen U team? Uh, I think was it Coach Bray? I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, we've had, we've I was had out Coach there. Bray. Yeah, I was out there. Yeah. It was, so tell it was, me about that. You go ahead, Chancy. I was just saying, uh, Scott Bray. So Tyler's daddy. Gotcha, gotcha, Scott Bray. Yeah, and so you've you've recruited him to do some coaching, and I know on uh, when we talked to Tyler, you were saying, hey, when he retired retires, that you uh, you got a spot for him coaching uh, coaching bull baseball, right? That's right. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about playing bull baseball, going to the showcases, and and that kind of stuff. What did you learn from that, and and what was that like? Um, back that was when I was mainly focused on catching. I mean, really didn't. I pitched once the tournament made it behind the plate playing first and just but really great experience. Like getting to go out and play, see your lip like competition against guys. I mean, Trevor Ball when I first started, Trevor Ball really wasn't big. So getting to experience it and really fun. I mean I feel like that prepares you for uh college because you most of the guys playing that would probably go play college ball. So yeah. and it's just a really good experience. And that's, that's good. Yeah. That, that's good to hear that it, you know, that prepares you because that's what you always, you know, that's kind of the point. And that's what Chancey talks about. He's a player development guy. He's not a high school coach or anything like that. He's a guy who develops players to give them an opportunity to play at the next level. And so that's good to hear uh, a college player say, hey, look, travel ball. Um, yeah. was a big was an instrumental part in me being able to play at this level. I wouldn't yeah. be where I'm at today. Yeah, about. yeah. One thing, like Wade, in his circumstance, you know, seminary is a three A school. You know, they you now seminary themselves, they'll go out and they'll like just like they play somewhere all this week. You know, they'll go play some competition, but you get into district and even early rounds of playoffs, that competition is not very high. So even Wade, a lot of times, just facing. Uh, a certain velo and stuff. It was important for him during the summer, um, through those years, to do it. And 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 you know, I definitely got to see that. And I see it with a lot of guys that summer's almost preparing them for the next year of their high school year. And then Wade just kept getting better and better. Like you know, like like I said earlier, he was just that guy that you know kept competing. And I see it on the mound. And it's I think it's really going to translate once he gets into his own, uh, being a being a PO guy there at uh, Colin. That competitiveness. Is gonna, you know, even when those days he was struggling catching up to the fastball, and you know, I'm I'm trying to help him through and fire him up. Like you got to go, bro. You got to, you know, you got to you got to turn it on. And uh, I, which I think he has, and that's why his velo started jumping. He's able to trigger that on the mound. And and uh, speaking of velo, I mean, what what's it looking like after that first out? And what, what was your first outing look like? Uh, I think Loyola, the uh, guy that was there watching people play, I think he had me like. 87, 91, something like that. That's good. So, you keep slowly climbing. That's a good. That's a good climb. Let me ask you this, Wade. Do you do you miss the uh, you miss the catching and hitting aspect of the game? I would run back to it any second. <laughs> really? Okay. Talk about that, man. Tell me, like, what do you miss about that part? I know, you know, people say pitchers are different and that kind of thing, but it seems to me like maybe you're 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 that guy that may not consider himself completely a pitcher at this point in his career. It's just uh, – it's all I've ever done. I mean, really, I called from the time I was a catcher in baseball. 
and then we got to 59. Coach Spencer was like, well, we got to get you from, do like behind the plate, like from behind the plate to get a rest. So, threw me a first base doing that. And it's just really, I love the competing part of it. And it's just, I like, it's hard to explain. I mean, you got to like be a different breed to be a catcher. And like some people love it and hate it. And I was one of them that loved it, wanted to be back there. I'd catch 17 games in a row, not, not complain about it. But I, I bet you're I just, a really, really good flat ground partner, though, you know. Oh, oh yeah, I'm catching all the bullpens. <laughs> He's the only pitcher that uh, begs to get back there and catch bullpens, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so what's the transition been like from, you know, 3A Seminary High School to to Wesson and, and Colin? It's classes yeah. and that kind of stuff. What's that transition been like? I mean, classes aren't really aren't really bad. I mean, I get two days off, really, so that's, that's really good. But uh, just the playing-wise, you go from the competition, like co- college competition, there's dogs in JUCO. Like D1, D2, like you say, like, there's dogs in JUCO. And just like, you got to be able to pitch to face them. In high school, you could blow a fastball by somebody. And then you get to JUCO, you got to be able to land a slider, throw the split, and like you got to be able to pitch. And so that this fall, I just really had to learn what, like, how to pitch, basically, like, not just go throw, throw a fastball by somebody. Makes sense. So, all right, well, tell me, tell me what we're looking for uh, out of Colin going into this season. What are we, what are we looking for? What are we expecting? Well, we're four and two right now, so we're had a we're off to a pretty good start. We got Nunez uh, Thursday, so hopefully, we get a sweep there. But really, our goal, our goal is to make the playoffs. Like we're becoming, being a 15-win team last year. This year, we're our goal is to make the playoffs and have a like just every day we're getting pounding. Our goal is to make the playoffs. We make it in in Oklahoma. That's a plus. But we're going to the playoffs and just having that mindset of we're good enough and we're going to make it. Yeah, a 15 win team last year. Y'all are four and two now. You're almost a third of the way there already. <laughs> well, are, we, are we 11 days from it? So. Oh, yeah. Man, our JUCOs, you know, people talk about it around the nation. You know, we're in the SEC at JUCO. And, uh, and you yeah. know, it don't matter what school you go to. You know, I tell guys, you know, one reason one school is not as good as the other is just because they have to play each other, you know. And, and so. Yeah, the comparison really is. It's kind of to the SEC there. Chancey froze up on us for a second, but the, the comparison really is kind of to the SEC there. It's like, hey, those guys beat up on each other so much that they end up with some losses just because they had to play each other. And um, you're right. I mean, we just had Graham Crawford on. He played at Pearl River. Uh, I know Jones is always really good. I mean, there are a lot of teams, Mississippi Gulf Coast, there are a lot of teams that – and those are just in the south of, of Mississippi – that play really good baseball, and there are a lot of guys who get drafted straight out of the JUCOs uh, here in this state. So you're right. I mean, there's a lot of talent, a lot of, like you said, a lot of dogs in uh, in JUCO baseball here in Mississippi. No Chancey, what else you got, man? You got anything? Yeah. Anything uh, else? Oh uh, no, man. I'm, I, you know, I takes way today. I, 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 I've had a lot going on the last couple of days to get things happening. So. <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, could you come on? You know, so this is a last minute thing. And I, and I definitely appreciate it because we wanted to kind of, you know, give the fans and, and you know, these young kids kind of different perspectives of, uh, you know, what college athletes, college baseball players are doing, 
you know, preparing. I know you already start your season, but just, you know, just hearing hearing you having a transition and, and that kind of thing, like, you know, all the adversity and stuff a lot of these kids have to go through is preparing them for – and you went through them too, you know. And I think, you know, uh, if I talk to Coach Stewart, you know, he's he, he's going to brag on you cause, just because I know the type of kids you are and, and how prepared you are and how prepared you are to work and, and make those uh, adjustments and, and, and to help you compete, you know. You, you know, that's the thing about Wade, man. Uh, he, he will – kind of like I was talking about Crawford, uh, uh, you know, just that willingness to make that adjustment, you know. And so this was a big transition. I know he didn't want to put down the bat, but, man, I, I really think uh, that as he keeps developing, uh, uh, he's going to play four years of college baseball. And that's – to me, that's, that's super cool, and it's super cool to see it where, you know, he wasn't the kid at 10 years old that like, oh, yeah, he's the one. You know what I mean? But he, he just kept kept developing. And I've, I've got a bunch of them on there. Alec Hardy's coming on for sure. And he's like the 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 one I used for an example all the time, and, and uh, which Wade probably remembers Alec. Remember Alec at, uh, at where was it, 59, Stone County kid? He was in Estes. Last. Him and Hunter mm-hmm. Estes was on the same team. You're I remember asking well, that, that's, that's one reason he's a success story. Nobody remembers him. He wasn't very good, <laughs> um, but he he got good. He's playing up in Union uh, University, up there close to Memphis. So, um, uh, but anyway, uh, man, it's just it's great to see. Super proud of you, um, and uh, we're going to be following you and uh, and hopefully Wade's getting some game. getting some uh, getting some love on uh, Instagram as well. Oh yeah, JD. Harvey. Yeah. yeah, JD, and I see. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Crowell there. Um, misses me. He's another catcher. Uh, Hasbro High catcher. We got a bunch of catchers on, on here. I know that uh, so far. I was, I was looking at, <laughs> I was looking at the catching mitt today. I was like, Dad, come on, this. <laughs> you, you know, Chancy, we talked with Peyto and and Crawford a little bit about the the mental aspect of the game and and that kind of thing. I'm. I think we might need to have a talk with uh, with Wade here about getting over not being able to go swing the bat oh, and yeah. uh, and catch a little bit. Oh well, look, that, I, I know uh, a lot of them, especially during the fall, they'll uh, they'll let the pitchers hit. You know, like uh, they'll do like a L screen scrimmage or something. And because uh, hey, yeah, see, he already have one. See, <laughs> that's what happens. That's the problem. And all the all the pitchers think they can still hit. And and look, we had guys hit bombs and. And, uh, you know, and just like, see, I told you, coach, you know, and uh, yeah. it happens all the time. Trust me. Until you, until you oh, yeah. get drafted and you after get the first double, <laughs> After the first double, I said, hey, still got it now. You never know. What a pitch oh, hit yeah. Up there. oh, yeah. You yeah, yeah. I don't remember the – I don't remember the pitcher's name from LSU a few years ago that, uh, that told his coach told told the coach that he uh, he hit bombs well. in high school, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then after he got in there and hit a home run, he told him I'd never my coach never let me. <laughs> that is funny. That that's is awesome. Funny. That's one of the that's kind of one of the the things though about baseball, right? Is like it's a different game from anything else. It's, it's completely different. It's got its own personality, its own mentality. And you got players like that goofing off. And I mean, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And so that's kind of what we're trying to bring out here on this show. All right, Wade, final thoughts, man, going into the season, what you got? Excited. I am really, I mean, just never experienced, never played as many games before. And it's just like, I, you would think from playing every game to just getting 
pitching two, three innings every other game, that you wouldn't be as engaged. But this is fun. I mean, everything going on, cheering on everybody. Got other day hit a double, scored a run. I think every point nobody left in the dugout. We all outside the dugout screaming, hollering. I mean, it's just it's fun. I'm excited. I'm ready to get in the conference play and get it rolling. Well, right. and, we'll and, be cheering you on, man. And, and enjoy it, brother, because I mean, some of those dudes you're, you know, that you're you're making friends with, man, they, they'll they'll be friends for a long time. I promise you, some of the best guys you'll meet in college, and and y'all go through a lot, like you said, uh, McKinley, uh, who was there, he just said, "Good luck, Wade." Yeah. Um, so you know, um, man. Uh, so tell us, who uh, do you know? The next time you'll probably throw or no? Um, don't. I mean, I'm I'm closing, so it's usually bar go get hot and come in next in. So, oh, well, I mean, so when you got you got Nunez, you got Nunez. When is that? Uh, Thursday. Gotcha. Yeah, Nunez Thursday, ran late Sunday, and then a doubleheader against Jones and East Central Tuesday. So where's that at? We got to run at Jones. Oh, okay. Right. Jones and Ellisville. How can uh, do you know how people can keep up with you guys? Uh, I think on the, I think Colin has like a link where they uh live stream it, but I'd really be lying to you if I tried to tell you where to find it. They do, they do. I think you go to just Colin, just search Colin uh, baseball because I looked at it the other day. Um, I think his mama shared it, but I know they're on Game Changer, Game Changer people. That's that's how I follow just about everybody because I'm able to multitask and kind of listen just to the game, uh, you know, the game live there and uh, and and follow these guys. So and then of course go back and look at stats and see how they did. So, um, so yeah, keep up with my boy here. I'm proud of him, and uh, and we're, we're going, you know, we'll we'll we're going to keep this show uh, rolling all through the season. So we'll we'll be getting some updates on you guys and uh, and posting that. And hey, speaking of your buddies, <laughs> tell your buddies that are in the in the room there with you that we're making fun of you to, to check us out. <laughs> yeah, and and I got a t-shirt for you, so I got a. I gotta go. I gotta find out when I can come to a game. So I, I'll be seeing you, uh, and and hopefully, you know, I, I don't think next week, but I'll I'll look at the schedule. I I, I usually find a way. All right, Wade. We appreciate you, brother, and uh, we will we'll talk to you later on for sure. Get you back on here as the season goes on. All right, man. I appreciate y'all having me. Yes, sir. All appreciate right, it, Wade. All right, Chancey, we went a little long tonight, but it was because of great conversation. I mean, that was fun. That was yeah. a lot of fun, and uh, and we were able to to get some good conversations with good guys, some good stories, uh, had a lot of fun. I couldn't think of anybody better to be delayed than uh, <laughs> than Graham Crawford. I mean, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. So uh, that was a blast. But uh, I do want to talk a little, just for a second, about the gear. We've got the um, – Small ball podcast gear, shirts, and stuff like that. So, um, yep. that yep. stuff. So, if you want anything, yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't put it on a site or anything. I, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna get Jason to put them on the bull site just so it's easy, uh, in case somebody does want to order some. But um, I'm going to uh, just I'm gonna post them on our uh, on our Facebook and just have people, uh, you know, shoot me their email and I'll send them an invoice and mail it to them or take it to them or whoever. So. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in that, I'm gonna get us some hats. We're just gonna slowly do this thing as we get sponsors and and uh, add to it and um, help it keep growing. Uh, next week, uh, I'm gonna get a few uh, pro guys on here. I'm not gonna name them yet uh, until I get a uh, confirmation, and then we'll do a little post. I was a little late uh, this week, had a lot going on, but 
we, we, we're going to get it better on schedule. And we had a short week because we done a Wednesday last week. So yeah, <laughs> I'm going to blame it right. on that. We'll blame that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you guys want to sponsor, I do want to shout out our sponsor for this week or for this month. Again, a super saver. I saw, um, I saw Mike join on Instagram just a few minutes ago and, uh, I know he'll go back and watch this whole thing because he loves this this stuff. But uh, Super Saver Liquor and Wine there in Hattiesburg, USM getting kicked up this weekend. He's literally right around the corner from the baseball stadium. So uh, go down there, check Mike and his crew out. They'll hook you up and uh, they'll get you set up for tailgating and out there in the roost and all that. So if you do uh, go see him and uh, if you want to you want to sponsor the show, just let one of us know and we can we can put you a nice little package together for sure. Chancey, final thoughts, man. Uh, no, but uh, our boy uh, Cannon, who was on here last week, is uh, beating Oak Grove right now, four to three. Fantastic! Our, our, we're all we're all Cannon fans, right? <laughs> he's got an RBI also, so it looks like a sack fly, but he didn't have hit. But he's got an RBI. But they're up four to That's three. Nice. They're in the third, so I'm gonna go finish watching this and uh, and prep for next week. And uh, y'all keep tuning in and keep uh, you know putting in uh, comments of what y'all want to hear. Next week's going to be pro guys, and then I'm going to start mixing it up. Uh, you know, we, we're going to have a lot of tournaments going on with the youth. I want to get some more youth guys on here. Uh, I've got some tournament directors. I've got uh, field coordinator guys. I've got uh, all kind of folks that, that have hit me up since last week, actually. That, that Jackson has on. Jackson has already asked me when he can come on the show. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going we're to have to do a, a youth player show. There's no doubt. Uh, that, yeah. That'll be super uh, we got fun. Some, there's some personalities out there. Yeah. We can get some guys on yeah. that'll uh, make a good show. <laughs> so, all right, brother. All well, right. Uh, well, well, I'll be seeing you next uh, this week sometime. <laughs> this week, yeah. So we're on I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'll have it up on in podcast form by tomorrow on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts, and all that as well. So, uh, y'all. We appreciate all of you being with us. That's Chancey Rogers. I'm Charlie Rogers. This has been the Small Ball Podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you. Well, all right, yeah, that, that took a little longer, but... It did. It did. And I, I kept looking at the clock and I kept saying, man, yeah. I should cut this short, but it was good. Like the conversation was well, good. So. Well, and, and you, you know, we're not, they're about to kick off their season. We're not going to get them back on for till the end. Of the yeah. Season, right. Probably. Right. You know? I know. Yeah. And, and you got to kind of get them questions in. So uh, it, it, it worked out good. Uh, it, it'd be a good one to clip from, you know, as uh, soon as I slowed down a little bit, I've been getting that vehicle and getting houses, but, uh, it, it has not been a, like I hadn't had my downtime to go and watch a, a clip and, and, you know, and copy paste and make TikToks and stuff like that. But that'd be a good one to get from, especially when Carson started rolling into 